Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. This is a production of Dirty Mo Media. Outside, door, bumper, clear the 18. Best car I had here in a long time. You're going to do it. You're going to win it. Right with you. You're clear. Check the flag. You win. Oh, yeah! Woo! Hey everybody, I'm TJ Majors, spotter of the 22 Cup car, the 25 truck who hasn't raced in a month. The winning spotter of the yeah. 22 Cup car. It's true. Logano returns to victory lane. Fresh off of victory lane yes. in the studio. Mm. Brett Griffin, spotter for Clint Boyer, Elliot Sadler, Mike Snyder. Thanks to One Main Financial for bringing this podcast to you guys. And I fresh, am not drunk, <laughs> which is kind of <laughs> I know, I was going to say, I wonder if... TJ's going to have the same I wanted to text him. So, yeah, <laughs> no. so, so we, we exchanged some texts last night, and, 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 and I wanted to end it with, hey, man, what do you drink? Because I'm sure I got it at my bar, and I'll bring us a shot. But <laughs> I was like, I don't think TJ's going to be down. So I, I probably would have drank it today. Something. Yeah. I probably would have taken the shot today. So if I brought mimosas, maybe, maybe not. Oh, soon. yeah, sure. We're yeah. talking about shots. We're not talking about mimosas. I mean, I will sip mimosas. Okay? Fireball yeah. type stuff. Oh, yeah. Fireball would have been good this morning. Yeah. What? You should have told me. For All breakfast? Right. Yeah. Send Why not? Whiskey. I'd put some Baileys in my coffee. But For I winning? I, I guess, yeah. Do I whatever it takes. Win. Yeah. You've got to celebrate wins, man. They're hard to come by. Fun race to, to, to win for spotters. It and, is. And, uh, it's a tough know. race. It's a hard <laughs> race on spotters. Yeah. You earn your paycheck. That though, Talladega and Daytona are the most stressful weekends for spotters. You, you're there's a lot on your shoulders, them races, people, that's most of the reason, you know, other races obviously were important, but majority of the, you know, plate races are really where you get to do your job and prove your worth. And, and, you know, that's where it really comes into play. Like that's where the, that's where most of the team and company that are relying on you to feed that driver information to make good decisions and, and win the race. Yeah. So, and it's a lot on your shoulders. No doubt, man. What, uh, People don't realize how hard it is to get from the roof to victory lane. So, <laughs> so, so there, man, how did you get there? Did you cross the track? Did you drive around? I did cross the track. So I, uh, they had um, – Roger was on the far end down there in the grandstand section, which was kind of cool. He right. was sitting with the fans. Um, ended up meeting them and walking just – I wasn't in a big hurry. Um, you know, I was, but I know how hard it is to get from there to, uh, you know, to victory lane. So I just ended up walking down there with them and – um, getting there, you know, in time for pictures, and it was fun, good time. Got there in plenty of time still. Um, Talladega is always a always a fun place to win. You know, it's different. It's a little. It's Talladega is unique because the, all the fans are right there too. Um, they're right in front of us. So, you know, when something bad happens, you see a bunch of heads. I can, you can, when whenever Dale Jr. we get mad and cuss a little bit, I could see. I could see a sea of heads just kind of look back up, and I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. Um, the weird thing there is when something happens, everybody stands up, and you hear all those seats go, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, you can and tell. you're like, oh, what do they see that I don't I know. Because yeah. they're scaring me. Yeah, and coming to the green when they come out of four, it's, you, literally you hear that. You're like, dang. It sounds like thunder. It does. And there was a lot of – there was a handful of people. I thought the crowd was – It was a good crowd. Yeah. And the infield was packed too. It was. You know, and it was – it was a tough race too. Guys could get runs. Um, the good guys, the good guys that wanted to be aggressive and, and get runs could make stuff happen. Brad was pretty strong earlier in the race. Denny was pretty strong in the early in the race. Um, we had a we had a pretty good commitment with the Ford guys. We were we were all working as one as much as we could. Sometimes things happen, um, and I think that worked out quite a bit. Um, 
you know, that worked out quite a bit. That kept a lot of us in line and kept a lot of us from being shuffled. I think the stages, man, uh, the stages have really changed the game at play tracks because the Ford camp really treated that race like a road course. We pitted as soon as those fuel windows opened up, and it created a lot of separation amongst the pack. So you're, you know, 12 to 15 laps into the run, and people are already pitting versus going 45 laps into the run, a full fuel run. And, and, and because of the way those stages are laid out, I think that changed the dynamic of the race a lot. I would be a bigger fan of us saying this is when the stage points are going to be paid, but we don't take a caution for it because that caution gives us an opportunity. I mean, we had literally yesterday three different times a 55-lap run. So it was 55 laps to start the race in stage one, 55 to start stage two, and then at the very end, after a caution flew for debris, another 55-lap window. So we were all playing that the exact same way, and I think you know there's a lot of people – on social media complaining about this package. And I wasn't a big fan of the package. I'll be very, very honest with you. These cars were an inch lower in the rear than they were at Daytona. And I think the racing changed a lot, you know, but plate racing is, is, and will always be very unique. And it's still freaking exciting. You know, now yeah. what you said earlier about pitting, you guys pitted like 12, 13. We had in. enough of us. We yes. had enough of us in a group that we made our own pack. There's and eight we Pinsky were, cars. And I mean, y'all, based Fords, on manufacturers and teams, kind of decided from there, like, this was your strategy? Yeah. Okay. We had we had at least eight of us, and then we knew we'd have a couple others that would join us. Um, so we would have a group of, you know, 12, 13 cars. And if we could just get in line, we were going to get in line and run as fast as we could for until the end of the stage. And the other people that stayed out, when people pull off to pit, it jumbles everything up. And it takes them a few laps to get rolling again. And that time you make up, you know, the time that takes them to get rolling again, and then you know they don't. They're too wide. Then they're too wide. Yeah. So, and we were able to get single file. We were able to put a pretty good gap on them. Big gap. Um, Link which to the is backstretch. Which is smart. We made the right. They made the right decisions. They did everything. And um, but he's right. It's kind of it's kind of made it into its own race. And there's times that might not work. Um, you know, the pack. Maybe there's guys. Maybe they figure out how to stay in line a little bit more. But it worked yesterday. I kind of liked the rolls package because I had guys. I bet <clears> you did. <laughs> <laughs> we had people coming up to us saying, hey, can you run a lane up in the dog league? We're too loose to run the bottom. And that's like, did you just say you're too loose at Talladega? I mean, this is the biggest, widest track that we race on. You should be able to turn left and right as hard as you can and not and have stability and all that. We were running single file up a lane in the dog league because we were too loose to run the bottom. So that to me, I like I like when handling does play a factor in it, and we've this is probably the most handling race we've ever had at Talladega, in my opinion. People were, fl- I mean, when Kevin Harvick's coming down there saying, "Hey, can you run a lane up? I'm too loose to run the bottom." That's pretty big. He's pretty good, and he drives a loose race car anyway. Yes. So, um, I, I mean, I thought it was pretty good. Guys that wanted to be aggressive could still the good guys still kind of you know rose to the front there. Um, so, I mean, I, I thought it was fun. I I know people want, you know, 75 lead changes, one every lap or whatever, but that's, I mean, that's pretty dangerous, too. To I thought it was cool at the end. A, a lot of people on Twitter were talking about how, like, if Kurt kind of slowed down a bit just to get the draft, it's like you never know what would have happened. I mean, you don't. There that's were the, so that's many the thing, scenarios. though. You don't know what's going to happen at the end of these. For yeah. all I, I mean, I was planning on Kevin and Kurt making a run at us, and that's what I was planning on happening. But I tried. <laughs> Well, I liked the fact that um, the 17 and the 9 were behind them. And I know if the 17 or 9 could get to the quarter panel of either one of them cars, they were going to do it. Yeah. So I liked that. And the, the 17 and 9 kept backing up. They kept backing up trying to get runs. And they could never time it right. And then when I saw Kurt get to the outside of the floor, that, that was, I loved seeing that. Because I know Kevin's just not going to let him go. And they're going to race each other. And we can just kind of ride around up there, pull in both lanes, you know, move up a little bit, down a little bit. And. And, um, you know, Kurt was able to, to get clear, but he didn't have anybody behind him. Like he couldn't, he couldn't get the 41 to him and, or the, yeah, he couldn't get the four to him to help him enough in time. And I'm not sure the four would have, you know, so, but it, it, you know, leading is the best place to be at the end because everyone wants to be up where you are and they're going to race behind you at some point. No one's, 
Third place guy is not content being third, obviously. Fourth place guy doesn't want to be fourth. So if he has a run, he's probably going to take it. Yeah. I think the two biggest things that helped TJ win the race, and one he just alluded to, the 41 going around the four on the outside. The second thing was the big wreck with Jimmy and Byron in three and four because it really only left ten good cars and drivers out there. And it's a lot easier to go out and practice in a small pack get the lead and keep the lead because there's not all these different things going on to create a lot of momentum in those different lines. So TJ obviously managed the race well. Logano managed the race well. But when you only have to beat 10 cars, it's so much easier than having to beat 30. And we've seen us come to the checker with 30, and it's all hell breaking loose all the way through there. You know, And, and TJ has a lot less that he's paying attention to in terms of he knows exactly what he's got to do to manage the win like he did. Well, the, the less cars, too, when they get three wide, it's pretty hard. Like, yeah. you know all lanes are coming. At one point, they were. The third lane, Suarez was pouring the outside lane, and we had to go up and block them. Um, but that's the product. Of, that's why I like to be up front. I don't like riding around in the back. I like to try to control the race because that way if the big wreck does happen, you're in front of it most of the time, and you don't have like, – it, it just eliminates competition. And, like you said, the pack, and that's a lot. It takes out – it takes a lot away from it. Yeah. So yeah. I want to know – are there any stories from Talladega Boulevard, anything we should be aware of? The only time I was in the infield is when I drove through the tunnel to go into the truck and leave. Oh, well, that's not fun. You know, right? I, I saw – I didn't do anything this weekend. I had a freaking sinus infection, which is oh, awesome. The worst. So they put me on a steroid, and I've been eating red meat and cheese because it makes me crave food <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> Uh, but, but I saw Friday night, man, that they had a huge party on yeah. the infield with all the drivers. Yeah, and it looked parade. pretty big. And, 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 I mean, I think that's awesome. You know, I mean, to, to give the drivers an opportunity to only have to qualify on Saturday, which means they have to go run one lap wide open. And, and of all the things they do that requires talent, qualifying at Talladega is not one of them. Elliot has always said to me, dude, your grandma could go qualify <laughs> Talladega. Now, once they drop the green flag, it's a different story. But, but to see those guys out there – amongst the fans partying i think that speaks to why there were so many people at the racetrack why that didn't feel so i thought it was so cool too because they do this every year and they do it on saturday night as well but that's what brings i mean there is nothing in talladega whatsoever so uh, (laughs) when you go to talladega you are in the infield and it was cool that the track does a great job of really bringing a party and friday night's their big party and then saturday night they had uncle cracker and and tim duggar playing and and, friday night's more the driver deal because they know and People get to see these guys' personalities a little bit. They're away from their element. They're not yeah. in their uniforms. They're kind of out hanging out, um, which is cool. It's good yeah. for the. It's good for people to. You know, I'm sure kids saw these guys and became fans. Well, and the drivers have a 12 hour bottle to throttle rule, right. right? So they can have cocktails up until midnight to go and qualify go. at noon the next day. So they get to go out there and, and realistically just be one of the one of the people. And then, what, I mean? what was it? There was on Halloween, they do like a costume contest or yes. something. So the fall race is really where you want to go. The fall yeah. race is good, too. Yeah. yeah. They, do a, they do a pretty good trick-or-treat thing, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. They, well, they let all the kids go from bus to bus, basically. And and uh, they do set up a nice little deal in the playground area there in the in yeah. the dry run a lot. For, yeah. um, but I'm sure <laughs> Halloween at Talladega, I mean, that just, <laughs> that's just... Perfect. Asking for, kind of a perfect yeah. match anyway, yeah. The track does a good job of it, I'd, I'd it's say. It's a so. spotter's dream to win a Talladega. Congratulations, Yeah, man. congrats. Yeah. It's always awesome. fun to win a Talladega. Daytona yeah. as well. You just have so much more of a role in the in the win, so. Yeah. All right, shall we head in the spot on, spot Let's off? Let's do it. All right, Da-da-da-da. first one, I want to hear from uh, TJ. Logano thanks Dale Jr. for retiring so he could get you. What did you think about that one? <laughs> why, why is that going to be spot on or spot off? Well, I don't know. That was that was Jason right there. <laughs> I mean, spot on for, you know, for Joey um, um, appreciating, you know, and and um, realizing the value of a good spotter and, and being, you know, aggressive, trying to find one that he wanted to work with. Um, you know, I, he said, and I watched his uh, press conference deal and he said I was very loyal to Dale Jr., which was true. You know, I wasn't, um, you know, I, I stuck with Dale Jr. until he was done. So, you know, everything was kind of done right. And, and, uh, I learned a lot from Dale Jr. He taught me without teaching me, you know, just watching him and learning from his moves taught me myself. So that was, uh, it's, you know, it's very valuable information. I don't even know how, like, it's something that you couldn't even really write about. It's just, you just see it and you know it. So, um, but, you know, spot on for Joey, uh, you know, appreciating it and, 
and uh, being thankful and, and respecting, you know, the job that we have to do. People don't realize that Joey Logano tried to hire TJ years ago while really? he was spotting Fordell Jr. And, and, and came in and kind of said, hey, man, I want you to come leave Hendrick, leave Dell Jr., come to me. And TJ said, ah, <laughs> man, I really want to, but – I love Dale Jr. and I'm going to finish his career. And that's what he did. And so the timing of it still all worked out for everybody. I think the big thing for me here to be spot on about is anytime a driver is willing to compliment the position that we do and bring attention to the position that we do. It's great for guys like TJ that are high profile guys that can bring even and garner even more attention for it. Uh, but, but to have that relationship and to have the driver publicly, it's easy to privately hug you and say thank you but to publicly give you the credit, the position, the credit. And, and there's three times we're extremely important. Restarts, big wrecks, and plate racing. So when those guys are willing to step up and give us our, our, our dues, man, I think it's awesome. Fewest lead changes at Dega since 1998. I am completely spot on for this right now. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. There's one we lead change. Spot you know, on. Honestly. I'm all for it. We did a hell of a job keeping the lead. Spot on. I, mean, <laughs> yeah, <done. next. laughs> I think we touched on it, you know, a minute ago. I mean, I think the stages played into it. I think the rules package played into it. I think it was. The so stages definitely played into it. We were, so as a group, as a group, we were committed. If you were leading at the, off pit road, coming to the the checker flag in the stage, we, you, we were going to take a, we were all kind of content taking our stage points where we came off there. Because if you go to Talladega and you finish fifth, six in the stages and then you get in that big wreck you came out of there with something still yeah so we were content working as a group helping one another keeping that gap um you know and, and committing ourselves to each other that that's just how it played out if had we not have done that as much we it would have been would have been pretty we would have seen more changes at the end things were slower to develop than normal you know we typically see guys go out there get really aggressive with the bumping and really aggressive with almost the tandem style stuff and then you see the big runs and we just man it, everything yesterday for me was just a lot slower to develop than normal but i mean it's, it's still like i said it's still plate racing it's still its own animal and it's always going to be exciting you know and, and it's a lot different experience for people listening on the radio and watching on TV and watching in person. You know, it's it's all – I mean, I get to the car after we wrecked, and those guys on the radio are, are screaming and, you know, oh, my, they're too loud. And I'm like, man, I'm looking on my fan vision, and I'm not – you're waiting. <laughs> wow. Like, you, you, you can really make stuff exciting. You know what I mean? But that, that's the thing in how we all, you know, digest what's going on. This big news coming out of last week, Matt Kenseth in the sixth car for 10 to 12 races. Spot on or spot off? I spot on it. That's gonna Matt is a experienced driver. Matt knows Matt. We, Matt will help that program. Um, I think they did a really good job getting him back. Um, Matt is no no stranger to Roush. That's where he was at for years, where he first started his career. Um, so I think getting Matt back, an established guy, does nothing but help your program. And honestly, it might come in and help Trevor. You know, it might come in and help Trevor. Um, I think uh, definitely a definitely a positive the whole way around for me, spot on. Yeah, I mean, when you look at Roush, they've had two pretty big press conferences here and the press releases here. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, they announced Ricky had sponsors through, you know, 2020, I believe it was. Yeah. And now they're announcing that Matt's coming home. So so from a PR side, they've got a lot of positive things going on. Mm -hmm. You know, from, from the reality side, they have to do that. I mean, we've talked about on this show, they're not in a position to keep struggling. They've gone from five cup teams – four Xfinity teams. They had nine full-time teams, and now they have three, two cup teams, one Xfinity team, with a part-time effort on that 60 car that they got going on there. So, like, you've you got to have good things going on, and I think a guy like Matt can certainly turn it around. I mean, Trevor has struggled to finish on the lead lap. Ricky hasn't had a lot of good runs. You know, he had one yesterday, finished top five, but they've got to turn this thing around, and, and I think this is kind of the first step to do that. Now they've got somebody that can come in and, and say – this is what the cars need to go fast. Matt just won a bunch of races at JGR, you know, last year. So when you look at a guy like him coming in and, and he come in and win races and tell you what you need, but also he can tell Ricky, stop hitting, stop tearing your cars up. This is what you're looking for during practice to be good during the race. Because Ricky doesn't have a mentor. You know, Ricky hasn't been doing this that long. And, and they don't have anybody around them. Neither one of those guys are leaders yet. I mean, I, no, don't, I don't see yeah. it that way. Oh, You know, Ricky was – on his way to kind of work, he was working his way up to that. Um, but then he kind of, he kind of 
fell off a little bit there and he tore up a bunch of stuff real quick and you know it kind of fell off a little bit but i don't i don't see how um i don't see how this hurts the organization at all i mean i, I think it's great for them to bring him in there and good for matt too to get back in and and uh be willing to go and do this as well that's a big that's a big task for matt too so yeah matt's there's there's something bigger on the horizon this isn't just for 10 12 races this is going to be a I see Matt full time in, in in a car next year at Roush. I really do. Are you foreshadowing? I'm I'm not. I don't know anything. I mean, I, I, if I knew anything, I'd tell so you. So you're saying it'd be really cool, and you think that this could happen? This is. I'm telling route. you, it has to be happening for this to have happened. I think it would be they, cool for them to put Matt Matt be full time next year and keep the current six team yeah. as well, and go back to a three car team with Matt as a leader as those two guys yeah, of those two. I mean, the reality what opens this opportunity up is Trevor's. You know, sponsor schedule wasn't sold out. You know, Advocare has a has the majority of the races, but there were ten or twelve that weren't sold. Well, now they're sold, and they're sold with a different driver. You know, if if Trevor had sponsor commitments, this isn't an opportunity at all because the inventory sold. But because this inventory was available, they found a partner, found their driver, and you got to think they got bigger plans for this than just ten, twelve races. Yeah, hopefully Kansas. now these sponsors will see the exposure they'll get just with bringing Matt back in yeah. it's, for next year. I mean, here's the crazy thing, and, and I've said something to somebody, Roush. Matt Kenseth is the man at Dover. Like, he's one of the best five drivers to ever drive a race car at Dover. So, like, you almost wish they were going to do it this weekend, but obviously Advocate <laughs> yeah. was probably already on the car. You know, but, but again, I mean, Kansas, you go back to Kansas a few years ago, Matt's leading the race, Logano takes him out, and, and so there's a place that he obviously can run away. He's going to be an immediate asset to this race team. Spencer Gallagher wins the his first Xfinity Series race. Spot on, spot off. This was cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I was going to see what you said about it. I, I actually sat in the grandstands and watched this race. Um, Spencer did a great job to the end of the race there. He was aggressive, did what he needed to do, and got out front. He was going to win or wreck, um, and he won the race. But he did everything perfectly the last lap to win that race. Um, so... I got to go spot on, you know, it'll be, and he's picked it up a little bit. These last handful of races, Rich Benny was pretty competitive. He's had top tens. I mean, from the, I don't know. Season. I don't know what's clicking. What's all of a sudden clicked over there, what they're doing. But in the last three, four races, Spencer has uh, been impressive. I have to say, I don't think this is a possibility. If cup drivers are in this race, now you never True. know. Cause, cause they could have wrecked out. But but I but I really believe that you put a few Cup drivers in this race, and you've got Kyle Larson, Joey Logano, Elliot Sadler, and and that's going to be the three or four guys that are going to lead every lap. And and when you look at realistically, there's no Cup drivers in it. It gives guys like Spencer Gallagher an opportunity to go win the race, and he did. And and I think it's great for our sport because his dad has come in. His dad made you know he owns a Legionnaire or something. I think so. And he also owns Victory Air, which is a private charter company that that a lot of race teams use, including Junior Motorsports, to Mm -hmm. go back and forth to the track. And so for his dad to be a a, a team owner here and spend a lot of money to be here, it's really cool to see a guy like that in Victory Lane smiling and and winning. He earned it. He earned that win. Totally. 100%. So. 100%. So – I just think for the series, it's great. I mean, here's a guy that if you just said Spencer Gallagher is going to make the playoff, you'd have been like, well, I don't know. But with the way they got the rules aligned this year, names yeah. are made here. Guess what? Spencer, you made your name, dude. I Congrats. will say, though, the last few races have been a blast to watch. I agree. They've been a blast. I've enjoyed watching these kids, these guys that are trying to win. I've enjoyed watching them race and, you know, be in contention for wins. Well, it's fun to watch guys that – that their livelihood depends on that yeah, series. Yeah, the, so they know they're running like now they're they're racing someone they're not worried about beating the cup guy now no. and they're making it more exciting racing each other but for here's, wins. Here's my thing, TJ. Like I'm I'm a little bit nervous before this Xfinity race because I'm like this is going to be a shit show. This is <laughs> that's, why, be, that's why I stuck around to watch this. This is going to be this going to be big. And those guys drove awesome. We only I had they did a good we only job, had really yeah. one wreck. And if you'd have had cup guys up there. They're coming to play with you. They don't care about points. They only want to win. They'll screw you over in a heartbeat. Yeah. So it gives these guys an opportunity to learn the integrity of the game because they're not going to take each other out because they realize – Spencer Gallagher realized probably with about five to go, man, I can win this race. Well, now what he's going to realize from now until the chase starts, the playoff starts for Xfinity Series, I don't really want to piss anybody off. I don't want anybody owing me anything because if I make you mad, Casey, in the first race of the playoff, you punt me and pay me back – 
my playoff's over. So you, I just think it's really good for the integrity of the sport and the marketing campaign for what they're ultimately trying to accomplish here to put these guys out there racing each other with their lives on the line. And you have to think the sponsors, I mean, Garrett Spidley, Matt Mills, they were all up Yeah, they front. were going to run. Had a, they had a chance at Dash for Cash this week. Like, it has to help their sponsors 100%. heading into next year when they're trying to find inventory. 100%. And those guys are, are in the in the ballpark of wanting people to just buy their tires. Yeah. You know, let's be honest with each other. If they can get 10000 here and 20000 there, <clears throat> that's a big hit for them. They don't have the marketing platform that Junior Motorsports have. They don't have the exposure. They don't have the cars. They don't have the engineers. We spend a lot of money here to run up front. Those guys don't spend a lot of money. So for them to have that chance, man, I think it's really cool. Yeah. I thought that was uh, – I was okay the way that race played out. There was strategy. Um, I thought it was pretty cool to have strategy come into play like that at Talladega. I mean, one guy was going to look like a genius. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, and – Our guy looked it, like he was going to win by three-quarters of a lap. Even the guys behind him, though, look at – Cindric I mean, did so, awesome. But you had the zero and the double zero, and yeah. I'm like, man, these guys are going to do it here. They're like, what a what a good day for them. This is playing out like crazy. Yeah. It, it, and, you know, it didn't – I was a little disappointed when the caution came out. You know, when you have a flat tire and you stay on the racetrack at Talladega until you bring out a caution, knowing that your day is pretty much over. Because if you're going into turn one, you're not even at turn one yet, and your tire's blown out, yeah. that thing's going to rip the fender off before it gets back for sure. Yeah. So, Or you're going to be two laps down crawling around at 15 miles an hour. For sure. So, I mean, get off the racetrack. It's not your day. I was a little disappointed in that. I feel like there's been some selfish driving in that aspect um from that car a little bit lately um and i wasn't very pleased with that because it was setting up to be i like a finish like that but every race to me at talladega doesn't have to be four wide across the line no you know sometimes sometimes we can get split up and we can have somebody outsmart somebody and i thought it was cool yeah i think the funny thing is you know we're sitting there watching it play out i'd gotten a mess on pit road where they wrecked and we got a speed penalty trying not to get wrecked and whatever else so we're trying to come back and and put ourselves in position to win a hundred thousand dollars and then obviously transfer in so you're you're worried about yourself you're watching the race you're watching it play out but then you see our guy run out of fuel and you're like oh this guy wasn't even going to be close like don't let those people figure out my fuel mileage to file my airplane this weekend you know what i mean uh but, but when you and then you see the 22 run out of fuel and you're like Oh, he wasn't going to be close either. So, like, you, you kind of the TJ's point, you're like, man, if this had played out, I don't know who was going to win this race because everybody starts running out of fuel under yellow. Man, could you imagine who would have won that race? That'd yeah, make, no yeah. idea. I mean, it could have been the zero, double yeah. zero or somebody. 100% could have been. I mean, that would have been awesome. They had a great shot. Yeah. That it's, would have been awesome. It's cool to watch the, all the different strategies play out, though. You know, the topping off and we're four. We were four laps short, which is why we didn't pit when Algar pitted. And, and I mean, four laps, it sounds like nothing. But at Talladega, that's almost 20 miles. Yeah. I know? think the 22 actually finished without pitting. He was just on the banking, didn't yeah. have enough fuel in the pickup to take off. Right. So once he got rolling again, he was fine. Yeah. I mean, he came back around, was running down pit road and everything. But with the the way the banking is, there was enough fuel in the pickup. The pickup, yeah. Well, I can't wait to see Dover because that just means all these guys, again, back at it for Dash for Cash. I can't wait, man. It's been an awesome month. Yeah. The product has been awesome. Great. Yeah, yeah, it's been awesome. NASCAR buys ARCA. Jim France calls it a logical step in demonstrating our commitment to the next generation of racers. Spot on or spot off? What do you think here, TJ? What's going uh, on? I'm spot on with this because I feel like the K&N series and the ARCA series are almost the same thing. And I feel like if they combine them, they could have an awesome. So you think that's what's going to happen? I don't. I'm, I'm hoping that's what happens because they would have a full field of good cars. Um, I think you could take the best tracks of both series and kind of combine them. Um, and I don't think anything's supposed to change until after next year. Let me give you some financial information. I don't really have an opinion and on this And a TV deal. Uh, ARCA costs about a million dollars a year to go run every race. So that's a lot of money. K&N costs about $750,000 a year to go run every race. Now, the numbers that I'm giving you are numbers that would put you in a position to win races. That's a big enough budget to have good cars two, three good people, and go out and try to win races. That's a lot of money. You know, I think what ARCA does really well is hits a lot hits a lot of markets in the Midwest, a lot of short tracks. They run on some dirt some. You know, I just don't know enough about what NASCAR is really trying to accomplish here. You know, maybe the ARCA guy uh, just wanted out. 
you know, but, but I hope what NASCAR does with this is what Kevin Harvick was fussing about six weeks ago. It's almost like NASCAR heard Kevin Harvick fussing about, you need more grassroots racing. You need to be in the trenches. And it's almost like they said, well, this is an easy way for us to do this. It's a way to start. It's a, it's a way for us to get back in the short track racing and to get back in the, the weekly. I mean, cause Arco run the middle of the week, you know what I mean? Uh, so, so I hope that's what their plan is, is to, to migrate back to short tracks. Well, that, I, mean? I honestly hope is it gives more opportunities for drivers to move up, like yeah. you said. I mean, cost is obviously a factor, but maybe it well, creates uh, Don't a, forget, ARCA has a TV deal, too. Yep. They do. So that if they could combine the series and have 20 competitive cars, that could be a lot of fun. Yes. And it, it, in, in the K&N series is a lot of young guys. It's majority young guys. So Arca has a mix. It has some young guys and it has some old, some older veteran guys that you know that are just kind of doing it for fun. But if you could take the best of both there and put them in, you know, a race, I think it could be fun. You know, the Arca series has always been very friendly to NASCAR and vice versa. They they've kind of it's a fun series. It's yeah. a family. It's a very family oriented series. Everybody, yeah, these guys know each other. They know every they you know the tire guys. Some guys brother. This guy's cousin. You know, it's it's family stuff and you can show up in an open trailer an open air trailer some do you know yeah. and, and go out and race and not be you know kind of looked at like what are you doing here you know what i mean and and i think there's a lot of positives but man you got to really sit down in the meetings and if i were nascar i would go to people like dale jr and people like kevin harvick and say how do we align this to work for where you guys came from when you were racing how do we make this better you know what i mean so i, I think there's a lot of opportunity i just hope that that we have a better understanding of what it I hope it works out. out. Like. It Me could. Too. I think it'll yeah. work out. I think if they're on the right path. They're obviously doing something. They're up to something, and I think it'll be good. Yeah. Before we take a break, we want to take a moment of silence for former NASCAR driver James Hilton and his son, James Jr., who passed away over the weekend. This is the Exalta Race Center update. I'm Natalie Sather. Both Cup and Xfinity competed at Talladega Super Speedway over the weekend. On Sunday, Joy Logano won the Geico 500, making it his first Cup race win of the season. Kyle Busch still maintains the points lead. On Saturday, Spencer Gallagher bested the field and won the Sparks Energy 300 in overtime, claiming his first series victory. Junior Motorsports drivers Justin Allgaier finished third, Elliott Sadler fifth, Tyler Reddick eighth, and Michael Annette 14th. Junior Motorsports late models were off this weekend. We want to send a huge congratulations to late model driver Josh Berry, who was married over the weekend. This has been your Exalta Race Center update. Exalta is the official paint partner of NASCAR, developing, manufacturing, and supplying coatings to all types of vehicles and industrial applications. For more on Exalta, visit ExaltaCS.com. Cheer on Elliot Sadler, Saturday, May 5th at the One Main Financial 200 in Dover. How about cheer on me and TJ? TJ, are you going to be in this race? I'm not in this race. Well, then just cheer on me. How about me? I'll be there marketing. <laughs> well, well, if you, if you bring <laughs> go, me, Casey, go. If you bring me pom-poms, I'll cheer you on. All right, I will. You know, you can still get free tickets to this race by going to participating One Main Financial Branches, and there's a bunch around over Delaware. Limit four tickets per person while supplies last. Visit the games and giveaways on OneMainRacing.com to find a participating branch. You're good at games. Lots of games. We got a buddy that's not good at games. We played PUBG this weekend, and our buddy Mona has this terrible Good games. Lord. If I hear about this game one more time. Listen, when you're playing a game and you're on a team of four and you're on the same team and you got to work together, and three of you are right here and the other guys and, and you know, Troutman no from here. Yeah, yeah, no, like, literally, a half a mile that way, and he runs into another group and gets, you know. I think I just hit a nerve. He doesn't make it. <laughs> All right, back it's to strength the in numbers. So what we're telling you is games are fun. Go to games and giveaways at OneMainRacing.com and get you four tickets to come cheer on Elliot Sadler, the One Main Financial. And Brett. And, and TJ. And you. And me. Hey, and Jason. And Jason. And we're back. Let's head into Fastlane where I'll give three topics pertaining to racing and one that is off the wall. Brett and TJ both have three or Ugh. 30 seconds to respond. <laughs> First one, NASCAR changed the cup restrictor plate size on Friday after high speeds and a flip by Jamie McMurray in practice. What would y'all think of that decision? 
I liked the decision. We were getting a little. I bet you did. I, <laughs> I love any decision that happened at Talladega this last weekend. We you were, are just winning right there. <laughs> they were going fast, a little too fast, in my opinion. We were having cars, and Grant, with the new rolls and stuff, we were having car. We had a car spinning qualifying because we're trying to get them, you know, so low and and out of the air. But um, you know, there is a point to where we are going a little too fast, and NASCAR can can change the speed a little bit without changing a whole lot. Um, just get the cars a little slower without making a big change by that plate. Yeah, I mean, I you know, the, some NASCAR aero guy that I've never heard of came at me on Twitter saying that they didn't make this plate change because Jamie McMurray flipped. For whatever reason, anytime we see over 200 miles an hour, we usually see them play with it to get it back down. And Jamie was going to leave the earth regardless. He, he Newman helped him leave, but he was already leaving when Newman hit him. I think that decision was, was based on – the faster we go, the harder it is to pass, and the cars are going to. The last thing we need is a car or pieces of the car to go in the stands. And, and because looking at it from a fan, 180 and 200, you can't tell that much of a difference. So just make it safer. Yeah, it, like he said, it slower. There is a threshold there where it starts becoming. I think there's a. I think it spikes in how dangerous it gets, um, and we don't need to be going. You know, I, I, honestly. There's been races that ran 180 mile an hour that were awesome. So, like the he said, the faster you go, the more it's going to strain the field out too. So, in my opinion, you're gonna you're gonna strain the field out more. And it's going to be harder to pass. I wish, and this is off topic, but I wish we could go down there and take the plates off these cars <laughs> one time and let us qualify with them off. Like I don't want to I don't want to race with them off because it's way too dangerous for everybody, the fans and the drivers. Yeah, it, no uh, you way. would probably have to take out the first 30 rows of bleachers. In the grandstand, if you let us really? go around unrestricted, Indy oh cars top gosh. out at 230 miles an hour. I bet our cars today would run 260, 270. It would be awesome to let them go down there though and just qualify them one at the time, man versus machine. Like I think that would be so awesome. Ah oh, man, it'd be be scary. One of these that. genius engineers can tell us how fast these cars would go. It would be way faster than any. If car. you know, tweet us. Yes. It would go fast. I mean, we these guys are smart. They know what they're doing. They know how to make these cars go real fast. So, um, yeah, but we – something – a freak accident happens when you're going that fast, that's big trouble. If it's Jamie McMurray out. cuts that tire at 240 mile an hour, holy cow. Lights out. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to know what where he, – he might have landed Anderson. Might you have. Know? Yeah. Yeah. And that, that – we don't need that. No. So. But it would be cool to see him qualify like that. Just to see how fast they can really go. Yeah. I would be okay with just a test. Like, let's just get out there and see one time. You know, what what's it going to be like if we did take the plates off these cars? Yeah. You know, but, oh, man. I did some stuff with Jeff Burton a couple of years ago for the NBC broadcast, and he was out there in, the, in, in his race car, and his race car was unrestricted. And so he's out there, you know, and he's managing it. And he's like, Brett, watch this. And he hammers it. And physically, you could see him going out of backstretch. It looked like he was going 240 miles an hour. But you could tell he was going faster in that, you know, kind of play race car than our cars were going just because it was unrestricted. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. That's insane. Anyway, sorry I interrupted your show. My show? Just glad you picked a good time for us to start today. Well, don't worry. I'll send you my schedule for next week. <laughs> Deal. Senior. Where'd you get that shirt at? The shirt? That looks like some Myrtle Beach stuff back in the it day. It looks like something from the 80s store. Tie-dye. Really? Absolutely. I just like nineties. <laughs> I didn't today. know tie dye was back in. I didn't either. Should I not be wearing it? Sure. I don't care if you wear it. <laughs> or not. I just, I just haven't seen a shirt like that in a while. Um, I got it at like a normal store, not on the beach. So no. I guess it's still in. Have you ever made your own tie dye so T-shirt? I have. I used rubber to bands. love doing that. Yeah. Make us some. I'm an extra large. <laughs> I'll, I'll get right on it. Make me some. Okay. What else you have to do? Hey, me? You, hey, yeah. listen to I have me. Nothing going on. Mate, we, we're doing. I think we're doing a fan day uh, podcast here. Yep. Have we Are announced we? that? Yeah, it's online. So or did good. we just announce it? So we're well, doing a podcast for fan day here. Make us some tie dye shirts. Can I put the logo on it, dude? I don't care what you put on. Okay. I'm no. serious. Can you do this? I can try my best. I'm not the most creative person in the world, great. but we'll work yeah. on it. I made what else you have to do? I, I really got nothing going I on. I know, because Chad just wants to watch golf and stuff. So He hasn't watched golf in a while. So. <laughs> like three, since the Masters. Yeah, that's like the one. Ga- like, I, I want the bursty-looking tie-dyes. Like, I don't. <laughs> yeah, like, still bam. want the tie-dye thing. Like, bam. What color do you want? I don't like orange. Don't like orange. No, they I'm not wearing orange. All right. Make it all orange. 
Nah, I won't wear it. Is I'll that because shirtless. of Clemson? I'll go naked before I wear orange. He doesn't. He hates Clemson. <laughs> yep. Ain't happening. That's why. No, they <laughs> My kids came out one time for Halloween in an orange shirt. I'm like, where, where, where y'all going? We just got some big Halloween party. Nah, not in them shirts. <laughs> it's Halloween. I said, oh, <laughs> what it is. They're not wearing orange. The rules you must have in your house. No orange. That's it. All right. Simple. Yeah. We are way off topic here. I'll work on those tie-dye shirts. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> Please do. I like your shirt. Thanks. Dale Sr. would have been 67 on Sunday. What do you guys think his role would be if he were still here with us? Man, I think we could probably – I wish we could ask Dale Jr. this. You know, maybe when maybe we save this question again for when he comes on our show, if he ever comes. Did you work on that for 100? Sooner or later, he's got to. He's got to. He's got to bring Man, his ratings I, up. I, I really feel like, you know, we just miss his presence. And, and I remember, you know, when I started in the sport, he'd walk in the NASCAR truck and he'd go talk to Bill France and we'd have a rule change. And it would be for the better. And, and I think – a lot of these rule changes that just keep compounding, I think he would settle some of that down. I don't think he would have been a, a big advocate for us constantly changing all the rules. You for know, sure. You know, what drivers can drive on what series and what playoff format it is. And it's 12 drivers one year, and the next year 16. And one year you can win on points, and the next year you got to win a race. Like, there's a lot been going on around here. Yeah, I think he would still be – I think he'd be a successful team owner. I think, it, and I also think he'd be a very, very um, voice people would listen to in the sport, you know, on role changes and stuff like that. I think he would be, um, I think he'd be very knowledgeable, and I think he would do a very good job, and we wouldn't have had as many role changes and stuff like that. So I think he would be a successful team owner, though, for sure. When you look at how quickly he built DEI, you know, they had three cup cars. They had their own engine program alliance going on with ECR, Earnhardt Childress Racing. Uh, he had a lot of really, really, really good things going on. And Fast I, cars right in the beginning. I mean, you got Steve Park, who was being badass, you know, before his injury. Dale Jr. come on the scene, winning races as a rookie. That didn't happen back then. You know, and Dale yeah. Jr. rolled in in, uh, 90, in 2000 as a rookie. Yep. Boom, he wins two races, and I think he won an all-star race rookie year. Yeah. Uh, like, that didn't happen. So, I mean, he – DEI was doing such good things. Stop dinging me. We're talking about Dale Earnhardt. Okay, keep going. This is, this is different. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, all the positive things that, that were happening with him here, you know, it just, it, it's kind of heartbreaking because I still drive by DEI out here, you know, yeah. and, and it's still there. And, and man, it just sucks. Yeah, it's an amazing building, too. And back in the day, um, it was an awesome place to, to go by. What they call it? The Garage Mahal? Yeah. Garage yeah. Mahal. Yep. Glass it's front. Built out in the middle of farmland. You've seen it, right? Yep. Yeah. It's actually a wedding venue. Is it really? There's a wedding venue behind it now. Yeah. yeah. We miss Dale. I think he would do a lot for the sport. For he sure. has done a lot in the sport, even yeah. when he's I not mean, here. Yeah. I mean, I still, you know, yesterday at Talladega, there's a lot of Dale Earnhardt stuff still being yeah. worn, you know. Jimmy Johnson has won three of the last four spring Dover races. Will he return to victory lane on Sunday, TJ? You know, my, my gut's saying not yet. Um, I, I don't know if I've seen the speed in the cars to quite, you know, get get past the 18 is going to be real fast. Um, the 11 will be good, but I, I don't know if I've seen that yet. Is Jimmy capable of doing it? Absolutely. Jimmy knows what he – he's just – that track fits Jimmy Johnson. Um, there's four guys that come to mind when you think of Dover. It's Jimmy Johnson, um, Kyle Busch, Greg Biffle, and Carl Edwards in my mind. Those are the four guys. Uh, you know, Matt's good there too, but those guys, those four that I named there were the guys that were going to race for the win every week. And the three that come to my mind are Jimmy Johnson, Kyle Larson, Matt Kenseth. And if I add four, for sure Kyle Busch because he's so good on new tires there. But is this a place that Jimmy can win Sunday? Yeah, it is. If he can get track position and, and they get him comfortable. And and he realistically, TJ, almost has to turn his season around right here. It's it's getting on it's getting time. Yeah. Off the wall topic. A bar in NYC is banning the use of the word literally, saying it is the most overused and annoying word in the English language. Oh, that's totally me. You what say it all would the time? I do? What overused word would you want to ban? So when you say literally, do you literally mean it as literal? I don't or do know. You... It's just like a part of my vocabulary it just comes now. Out. Yeah, because, it just like because you'll it's rip out the like reaction. Yeah, exactly. Now. Like I literally jumped over the moon. No, you didn't. You literally didn't jump over the moon. <laughs> I think that's kind of Kristen Bauer, who was on our show last year. She 
kind of brought that to my attention is when people misuse it now and it annoys the hell out of me. Oh, I literally passed out. No, you literally didn't. You're still standing here talking to me. So it's really BS. You're literally calling BS. I'm literally calling BS. <laughs> I meant that literally. Yeah. Literally? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I can see that. I can see that for sure. Which word do you want to ban? Me? Yeah. Hillary Clinton. <laughs> That's not really a word. That's two words. That's a name. That's a noun. No, it's a verb. <laughs> stand by my, I stand by what I just said. You know, what about Casey? What about your, what's your word? Moist? Oh, I hate that word. I don't understand why oh. girls hate that oh, word. Another I don't know. one. Another I don't one. No, I just got like goosebumps when you said that. I do not like that word whatsoever. You did? Not in a, uh, no, I, I don't like that word. Did you literally get goosebumps? Now I'm, I'm actually not saying that word ever. Moist? Or the other one. Say it. Are you, you got to say it. moist? I'm <laughs> go. <laughs> I didn't mean it that way. Can we go? Back to back. Why don't, so uh, why do girls not like that word? I don't know. What is the reasoning? so weird. No, it doesn't. It does. No, God, literally it doesn't. <laughs> it literally does. I don't no. even know. It's like one of those things where you can't tell why it bugs you, but it does. Like when you do something wrong or like your wife gets mad at you, but you don't really know what you did wrong. You just, you just like, it just bugs you. I don't <laughs> I'm know breathing. why. <laughs> at what age, at what age do y'all pull all the young girls aside and tell them to hate the word moist? Yes. I think this is just a handed down thing. There's no, cause nobody 100%. has an answer. 100%. Yeah. I don't, I couldn't even tell you. Like I have, I have no clue. Yeah, I just don't like it. Not a fan. Y'all think about something that y'all shouldn't think about when y'all hear that word is what's wrong with y'all. I think it's just the yeah, like, really. enunciation of it. It just sounds no. Do you weird. use moisturizer? I do. But it doesn't sound as bad when you like put it with the eyeser. Or eyeser. Yeah, that. Jesus. I don't know why. I just it just We all know why. I'll tell you what. <laughs> the only the only thing that could be worse. As if it was moist Hillary Clinton. <sighs> then that word would definitely be, I'll ban all three words. All right, so we know Hillary. What about you? Do you not like some food to be moist inside? I just wouldn't call it that. Would you what call would you it a call moist it? cake, a pound cake, moist? Yeah, do you not like moist cake? I just like avoid using it. I don't, I don't so know. What do you I don't call, think about it. What do you call cake that's not dry? Say it. I have no clue. I you know you want to. like, I wouldn't use that. I just would. I would just refrain from actually saying it. Like, Jason, what word are you banning? Yeah. Like everyone says, always like, and then like, and then like. How many every times other did word. we say like today? And then like. <laughs> Elliot says I say hot too much. Why? When you're spotting? No, just like she's that's hot. hot. That's hot. <laughs> Isn't that what Paris Hilton used to say I all know, the time? She's hot. <laughs> Yeah, like ten years ago, <laughs> maybe she more. Fatten? Is she not? I don't hair? know, but she get fat and cut her hair. No, she's still skinny. She has a really big diamond. No, <laughs> she's really rich. Her dad yeah. owns Hilton Hotels. That's Duh. True. Well, I, I know. I, that I helps. It. I, I'd imagine. I mean, that helps her hot meter go up even more. She, she's rich. She moist. Casey, you have the power to move on. <laughs> she's running the show. Yeah. And I know. She's lost ability. <laughs> That's just like she made me distracted. All right. So ask DBC. Moist. <laughs> <laughs> Producer Jason has chose a few Ask DBC questions. Uh, first one at NK Trunninger asks Do upper tier team spotters at plate tracks try to work with other higher teams? As opposed to working with lower tier teams. Man, this guy's discriminating against those lower budget teams, DJ. That's a moist question. <laughs> Literally. Like? I mean, I don't know if we... I think the lower tier teams look to latch on to what some of the other... Manu if you're a if you're a forward and you're a lower tier four team, you look to latch on to what they're doing and buy into it. Because they're not going to be like, yeah, no, you're out. The more the barrier, and like a track like that. So, um, you know, I, I think, I think they look to to work with them. I think it gives opportunity for it. I think that fast cars want to work with fast cars that play tracks. If I'm working for a fast car like Clint Boyer, and I'm going down to talk to someone who's spotting for Colwitt, it's because I'm trying to use Colwitt to my benefit. At no point. 
do I have him as part of my strategy unless I'm in a bind. The fact that I'm having to work with a lower budget team at a plate track means I'm in trouble. You know, I'm trying to get a lap back or I'm trying to do something here that I need his help with. The, the, the fast cars align and, and stay in a group. You know, a guy like David Reagan every now and then will pull out a miracle. You know, Michael McDowell. Uh, but for the most part, it's fast cars are up front. Well, I think, too, the, the teams that have alliances obviously come into play, too, where you work with your teams that you support in general. They do, you know, but, again, those cars are, are kind of equal, yep. you know. So, I mean, when you look at RCR and say they're going to work with a 13 and the 43, yeah. I mean, but those are B-minus cars, you know. They're not the, the D level. I mean, if, if I'm down there looking at Brendan Gone and looking at the double zero and some of those guys like TJ will tell you, like, we're, we're, we're in trouble, you know. Yeah, but sometimes I will say this though: you always you want them in your pocket sometimes because sometimes they're there and they they're the only you. ones there, yeah. and they can help you. Yeah. So and 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 they want to help you because it helps them. If if they help you go faster, they're right there with you. This one's specifically for TJ. Junior Nation Forever asks: Now that you've got a few restrictor plate races under your belt with Logano, have you noticed any differences between him and Junior? <laughs> Um, both very good. Both very good. Um, I think they both, uh, you know, Joey trusts what I say. I saw, I saw him turn the wheel yesterday in some pretty quick reactions to things that were happening and he would turn the wheel hard right or hard left when I was telling him something was happening. So that's good. Good for me, um, that he, that I can see that. And I had that same trust with Dale Jr. So that's, you know, that's one thing that I like to see. It makes, makes my job easier knowing that guy trusts me. Um, but you know, there is, as far as differences, uh, I think Joey is more, he's more likely to take a big risk, um, a a big risk, you know, he's more willing to take a, a pretty, really aggressive risk, um, than what I was, what I'm, you know, he's used to before. Like when he's leading or when he's, when he's where? Uh, just aggressive, like if he, he has no problem if. You know, there's a a hole and it's about three car three quarters of a car width wide. He has no problem making sure that it ends up being a car width wide. Right. You know, and um, you know, and he and sometimes that doesn't work out. You know, a lot of times that closes up and it doesn't work out. But fast cars create opportunity. Yeah. And fast cars make spotters look good. Fast cars make drivers look good. I don't know if there's any big differences. Um, because when we could get when we had the car right for Dale Jr. at a plate track, he was. He was aggressive and knew what he needed to do as well. So um, I don't I don't think there's a lot of big differences between the two. I'm fortunate enough to work with two guys that were very good at plate racing. Scotty Styles twenty nine asks, "What's with so many commercials on Fox during the race broadcasts? How would you guys fix the way the race is broadcasted?" Dude, I saw a lot of people, including yeah. guys like Jeff Gluck. I, saw, I read that tweeting about the fact that the commercials were so bad i saw that it was like three minutes more commercials during the broadcast than the week before or something i don't jason what stats you got for us on this uh yeah i just saw there was a lot i didn't watch the race broadcast but i heard there was a lot there yeah. were do- a lot for sure i mean look was it on fox or was it on fox, fox. sports fox so i mean people have to realize that fox came in and play paid a premium to cover our sport and the way they recoup their money is by selling ads and when you're on fox those ads cost a lot more money and so Fox is able to recoup a lot of their investment that they've spent to cover our sport. I get it. I also, as a fan, think, man, it sucks they didn't have balance because we're at a place where lead changes happen faster than normal. Wrecks happen more frequently than normal. These stages have given them an opportunity to kind of take these breaks. And, and you just hate to hear that fans are, are saying, hey, man, this is going on too much. What do you do to fix it? Guys, you got cell phones. You got Twitter. You got MRN. You got the NASCAR app. You've got enough resources to where I don't really want to hear you bitch about the TV aspect because our sport probably has more going on on technology with the fewer fans that are actually on these platforms. You know, the, the NFL fans, they don't have the access that our fans have. Problem is our fans are older, and they don't know how to access all this stuff. But I, I think there's enough resources now where I can say, maybe not at Talladega because I get it, but for the most part, we got the stuff to where you don't need to be fussing about this. Call Bill. Hello? Bill. Is this Bill? Oh, yes, it is. How's it going, man? It's TJ and Brett. 
And Casey. Hey, what's going on? It's going good. We just learned that Casey sang karaoke to Sweet Child of Mine by Guns N' Roses. Well, nice. I mean, I think I did. I don't remember. She doesn't really remember. <laughs> she blacked out after I wasn't, that. I mean, I clearly wasn't blacked out because I remember singing karaoke. <laughs> so you got a good <laughs> question for us? Yeah, I was uh, I was just wondering who uh, who parties harder after a uh, Dago fin- uh, win. Well, who are we comparing this to? Me or Brett? Or are you talking about drivers or Junior or Logano? Oh, I know the answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> I know the answer to that. Um, yeah, I think I do too. Yeah, uh, but that might change here soon. You know, that might Joey's already got a, got a little one now, so. <laughs> and, that might change soon, but um, I, I, we've had a lot of parties after uh, after wins with <laughs> Dell Junior. So, um, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah, we know the answer to that one. What he's not telling you, Bill, is when Dell Junior has a party, nobody gets to go to bed. They don't, they don't, they just stay up all night. Yeah, you probably wouldn't have made it in this morning if Junior won. I, yeah, I would have just wouldn't went to bed. You don't think I can? You don't think I can stay up all night? He'd probably still be drinking. Yeah, just I like would have Ubered. I would have Ubered here. <laughs> would have had to get an Uber. But uh, no, yeah, that's uh, we've had some good parties. We've definitely had some good parties back in the day. Where are you from, Bill? Uh, upstate New York. Oh, whereabouts? Stephentown. Oh, I don't know. It's about where that's at. forty-five minutes east of Albany. Holy cow! That's not upstate. It's that's not east. Albany. It's that's Albany. Like Oh, we're not getting into this again. What is upstate New York? I saw a map on this a couple weeks ago. So you're considered Western, I think. Yeah. Well, okay. What's, uh, what's upstate? I'd say anything north of Poughkeepsie is upstate. Titty. What do you say? <laughs> <laughs> we know um, what Brett's on Brett's mind right what now. What did he say? He says some, t- <laughs> some I think To me, anything from Syracuse north is upstate New York. Roughly, in my opinion, anything north of Syracuse yeah. is upstate. Well, Sy- Syracuse is kind of middle of the state, I would say. Yeah, but it's in the upper half of the state there. If you go any further yeah. than that. So, Bill, did you watch race yesterday? I sure did. What'd you think, man? Give us your uh, give us your thirty second version of what you thought about it. It's uh, it was pretty good, uh, action packed. I definitely miss seeing Junior out there, but it's uh, I tell you, them Penske cars are uh, the new the new uh, restrictor plates. I'm telling you. Um, I like to it say was a good the, race. The Penske it was spotters. definitely a good race. <laughs> I think Penske's, it's the Penske well, spotters, um, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, when you got a good spotter jump ship, that's kind of what happens, I guess, huh? Yeah, what? you going any races this year, Bill? Uh, hopefully New Hampshire. That's about the the closest one to me. So I drink Michelob Ultra. Um, <laughs> see you there. <laughs> How are you going to be from New York? You're oh, I'm from upstate New York, but I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to Loudon. You got Watkins <laughs> Glen right to your west. New Hampshire's there. closer. Yeah, New Hampshire's always yeah. closer to me. Yeah, well, yeah. it's um. I guess it's not as far as you think. With a with a newborn baby, it's kind of hard to to go travel anywhere. So oh, trust you, me, get a hall pass, man. You deserve yeah, it. You've been doing me. all the work around there. I know. I mean, that's what guys <laughs> do. We pull all the weight. You know, we earn all the money. We, a lot. we keep the home fires burning, man. You hey, can go take a your break. Hey, is it is it babysitting if it's your own kid? It is not. It is not oh, babysitting. Oh, hang up on him. Yes. <laughs> hang up on him. I, you know, TJ, I love you, man, but I got to agree with Brett on this one. You're still, ba- you're still watching, your, watching a kid. You're babysitting. Still counts. Bill, it's been real. We'll <laughs> yeah, see you man. in the answer, dude. Thanks for the call, yeah. Bill. Thank you very much. Have a good one, guys. See you guys. Oh, Bill. I oh, want to know, Elliot what is 200. What you on? <laughs> I want to know. Elliot is $200,000 richer. Um, uh, what, what is he doing with this money? Can he share? I don't know. It's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. What would you do with $200,000? I mean, he's halfway to, he's almost quarter way to sponsoring a K&N car. Yeah. What would you do with $200,000? Yeah. Uh, if I gave you two hundred thousand cash, she probably has. Now you got to realize, oh, she probably yeah, has it already. You got to realize I when would. you see a guy wins a hundred thousand dollars that he doesn't get all that. Right, right. Exactly. The team gets half. He gets half. Let's just say half, and then you have to pay taxes on that. So now it's half again. Oh, so he's sitting there with seventy five thousand. Can we just start with two hundred? Okay, that sucks. Yeah. So so let's just say though that theoretically, I walked in today and said, "Here's two hundred thousand cash. What would you do with it?" I'd pay off my mortgage because that sucks paying that. What mortgage? Goes. I own a house. 
You haven't moved in with Chad? Well, it's my house. I, I own it. He, he lives with you? I, Does he pay you rent? What yes. the? Um, he does? Well, it's okay. That's so just goal, this was a goal of mine. Cow. We're Now we're engaged. It's a little different. But this was a goal of mine. She charges him rent, dude. Was a, I mean, She pays the mortgage. What the heck? A goal of mine was to own a house one day. And so I saved up my money and bought a house. And this was before Chad and I were engaged. Now we're engaged and we're talking about all this like joint money stuff like that. Oh, but yeah. That's don't fun. join your money. Yeah, don't do I don't, it. We yeah. just, I don't, I don't join listen, your money to you yours, have kids. his, and a house account in the middle. Yes. Works perfectly. Yes. You I don't agree. see his. He don't see yours. Nope. nope. I agree with TJ. I agree 100%. Until you have kids, don't put your money together. Okay. Put your pull your money together for for those expenses yeah. and utilities and insurances yeah. and stuff. The house account, mortgage, and, yeah. and have utilities. all that stuff. You know, auto going in there. Like, well, we split. So we split the house because obviously it's like we consider it ours, but it's in my name because I. What bought is that going to change? I just never wanted to have the argument of where'd you get them shoes from. Yeah, <laughs> like, and I also never wanted to hear, oh, you going out with your buddies again, drinking, going to. Beach, going golfing, you going to ride jet skis. <laughs> is, this, is this something you're that going, you experience? You're going snow skiing. I'm like, uh, how many times can you go to scores in a month, Brett? <laughs> damn right. You're damn right. I am. I guess whose money I'm going on? <laughs> mine. It's still mine, and that's still yours. <laughs> if you want to go do what you want to do, please, dear God, go. Well, I will fun. say, Chad is pretty good about that. He does not question where I buy my shoes. You ain't got married yet. Yeah. Let me tell you something, girl. Uh, <laughs> I have a job, so he understands. I mean, if I when I don't have a job anymore, <laughs> if I don't ever Casey, have a job you know anymore. what? You just live in this little perfect, naive world. It's all going to be great. <laughs> it's all going to be so easy. You're not going to have any fusses or fights about anything. It's just I know be we will. We, I mean, we definitely do. We're not perfect. Should we, like, make one of them boards where you can buy a block and see what month it's going to be or how long it's going to be? Yeah, I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, at this point, have you talked about him like taking over the mortgage yet? Um, we haven't yet, but I mean, we, I feel like we just got engaged. There's still about time to figure it all out. We're so, gonna... like, does he just give you cash for rent or what? <laughs> we split it. Let's just say that equally. So you, so you have a mortgage, and yeah. he's paying half your mortgage. I well, I've always said like I want to be successful. I want to be able to. I want you make, to be. I never I'm thought I would get you. get married. I was like single at the time. How old are you right now? I just turned twenty eight. Twenty eight. Mm-hmm. So to own a house, I feel like I, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be independent. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. I'm proud of you. Well, and then eventually I'll be a stay at home wife and go from there. Just go, <laughs> just go live in go live in Billy Boat. Probably go live in Billy Boat's house. Um, you know my boss heard me say that on the podcast because he listens to the your podcast. Boss yeah, and he's like, so basically, when you come in your review and say you're quitting because you want to be a stay at home wife, I'll just know it's coming. And I was like, mm, yeah. <laughs> you First can't thing, be a stay at home wife. You can be a stay at home mom. Mm-hmm. You can't quit till you have a kid. <laughs> Because that's called a lazy ass millennial. Do you really think uh, I'm gonna quit? I don't even know what it is. Yes. He obviously yes, knew I, I was kidding. <laughs> I hope your boss sees you and just says, "Moist, two hundred thousand. What do you do? Yeah, pay off your do mortgage. Do? Pay off your mortgage. mortgage. Hmm. Yeah, what do you do? Hmm. Uh, I'm going to Vegas. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably doing something for fun. You, I mean, right. uh, just two hundred. No. No repercussions at all here? Yeah. Oh, yeah let's go. <laughs> um, let's and wait, because I know my boss is listening right now. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm not quitting, I promise. What's your boss's name? I would yeah. lose my mind if yeah, I quit. What's your boss's Who's name? Who's your boss over there? Well, I have a, my VP. His name is Chris. And Chris. the other, my boss is Anna. Yeah. So Anna. Anna. If they're both listening, Anna. I promise I'm not quitting. I think Anna. I'd get too bored. Anna. Anna. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. Yeah. So. What? I'm not quitting, guys. I promise. Before I get myself in trouble. Anything else you want to rant about? What was that girl on that TV show? On that movie Frozen? Was that Anna? Yeah. Uh, Anna. Anna. Elsa? It's Anna. It's Anna. Anna. Yeah. Anna. Anna. She and was Elsa. the good one. Elsa was the mean one that had the fingers that could freeze everything. But then yeah. she was nice in the end. Who's hotter, Elsa or Anna? Depends. One's like the girl next door, and the other one's like the hot one. It's a crazy. B- <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Depends on your style. Elsa's like the crazy ass psycho girl. Yeah, like the crazy oh, one. Oh, watch out. Oh, the oh, that's, that's what you did with that. Elsa's I'm going to freeze it and it's going to fall off. 
Elsa's a partier, but Aunt Anna did get engaged in one day. Yeah, so she's a. <laughs> <laughs> the poor girl. She just wants somebody to ride her bike and ride around the halls. She just wants somebody to I ride down in castle walls. Thanks for the recap. I haven't seen it yet, but yeah. you've not seen Frozen. It's a classic. That's anti-American. You're you're yeah. a terrorist, Jason. You got to go watch Frozen. I have you not seen Frozen. It's funny how we start off by saying he needs <laughs> to go to a strip club to now you need to watch a Disney movie. <laughs> yeah, we need to have a, season. a weekend of We'll scores. rent scores and yeah. let them play Frozen. <laughs> oh, Actually, gosh. we can get Elsa to come dance for us. We could. Yeah. You can. There's a local Anna and Elsa that you can get. Like a character birth- costume? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, I've done that. Yeah. No, you... you, you <laughs> For a birthday, TMI. for a birthday party, still, so you know. Still I will. Hey, I will say this. Does your wife know about this? She actually did it. Um, oh, well, great. I paid for it. I paid for it. But <laughs> isn't that called an open marriage? Uh, <laughs> it's called a fun marriage, uh, at least. Do you want to build a snowman? <laughs> <laughs> oh, let it go. Let it go. <laughs> Hey, that sing-along at Disney is one of my favorite things. That, Disney does a lot of good stuff with it. Oh, we got to go. DBC yes. Picks. So you got oh, Dover, man. Delaware. The sleeper for all you fantasy players out there, the sleeper this weekend is A.J. Allmendinger. This is his best oval that yeah. he races on. No, what Martinsville would be. If his car's decent, he can be. He Martinsville can is job. A.J.'s best track. He can do decent at Dover. I would think like a road oh. course. Did you hear what I said? <laughs> I qualified the oval. statement by saying oval. Sorry, I haven't had coffee this morning. Just let me be. Let it go. Um, well, I guess I will have to go with. Man, I've used a lot of good guys up. I know. I only got one guy that I'm using. I know. Oh, man. Well, I need. I want the lead again, so I'm going to go with Larson. Damn it. You I was hoping used you. Him. I know, but I was hoping you wouldn't pick him because I think he's going to win the race. I'm going with Jimmy Johnson. He's got to right. turn it around. He might as well do it now. And if he can't win, I hope he can wreck Larson so I can <laughs> take the lead. Well, for all the fans who are going to do over this weekend, we'll see you guys there. Yes. Tweet us if you want to say, hey, we'll figure out a way on race. Yeah. Day. Yeah. We are around. Sunday morning's usually pretty chill. What time's the cup race start, TJ? Right after our PUBG match. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday, One May o'clock? the 6th, the two. cup race starts at 2 p.m. Or Friday or Saturday, you know. You never know. Saturday. Friday night, uh, casino. Saturday yeah. night, casino. Sunday, not the casino. That's my plan. Just tool around there, play some blackjack. I'm there till Tuesday. Some I have to go to Philly, so. You do? Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to be here next week. You suck. I know. You're going to miss two out of three shows. But I've been to all the other ones. Oh my god! And it's not for if there were for. Yeah, Here's the person. puke button, man. Blah. Good lord! I'll be in Dover. That's what counts. It's been real. Yep. Thanks everybody for listening. Congrats again Thank to you. TJ Majors, yeah. winning spotter. Keep up Thank the wins. Thank you for yeah. one mean again for sponsoring the podcast. And, and we like Chick Fil A. Anybody wants to send us like yep. win, win gifts or something? Mm-hmm. Biscuits, biscuits and gravy today for some From reason. Where? Or if anybody Sun wants up to bring Cafe. Ooh, that place is so good. Dude, biscuits and gravy from Sun Up Cafe, it's exit Langtree. 31. Oh, and the New Deal? Mm-hmm. Biscuits and gravy, dude. They got the best. Hey, guess what, too? There's going to be a little surprise for Charlotte. Oh, I heard oh, this one. Oh, boy. Yeah, we can't tell anybody what it is yet. It has nothing to do with racing. Y'all will like it. Oh. It's going to be a little surprise, and a bunch of people going to get to have a real oh, yeah. I'm pretty excited about it. If Yeah. I don't know exactly what's, how this is going down, but when it comes out, it's going to be a big deal. Can't wait. All right. Thank you, guys. Have a great week. You've been listening to Door Bumper Clear, brought to you by One Main. For updates on Elliott Sadler and the number one junior motorsports team, go to OneMainRacing.com. This is a production of Dirty Mo Media.